0: It's episode 108 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting across from the creator of Day's Jewelry, Amanda Whitaker. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me. Like I said earlier, it is an honor to be considered a leading lady. I'm so excited to do this today.
0: Oh, well, thank you for taking a chance, right? Because I was telling Amanda... I've always like seen her and from afar, but she's any it's always at a pop up and there's always like tons of people at her table. And so I've never really gotten to formally introduce myself. So it's probably kind of weird that I'm like, hey, we've never met. Do you want to talk to me for an hour? So thank you for doing this. And she came prepared with a beer. What are you drinking?
1: I am drinking a Stella Artois. I wanted to be super fancy and celebrate today because I've never been on a podcast. So I can't believe (laughs) that. Yeah,
0: I absolutely (laughs) agree. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been a fan of yours for a while. I want to, man, it had to have been maybe like three or four years ago. I think I saw you at uh, something at House of Rock. I think you were set up at something at House of Rock.
1: Yes. I've only done one pop-up at the House of Rock and it was one of their anniversary. Yep. parties and it was outside like on the sidewalk everything was fenced in and it was super crowded that was probably one of the craziest pop-ups I've ever done it was cool Casey he probably doesn't even remember me but thank you for letting me do that
0: (laughs) oh I have no doubt uh yeah your your jewelry just speaks for itself and so something that I really really like is your name and how did you come up with the name Days Jewelry?
1: so the name it's kind of a long story I wasn't always days jewelry so man you're making me think about like the past and realize like how long I've actually been doing this exactly I mean over
0: five years right yeah I think
1: I I yeah in business I think I started doing pop-ups like in 2014 and I had been making jewelry since 2013 so it's been a good bit of time
0: wow but I mean, look at you yeah. now, you know, I mean, you have an established Etsy shop. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but I mean, your pieces are just you have uh, different collections and stuff. I mean, the evolution yeah, of yeah. your pieces, cause I did a deep dive in your Instagram and, Ooh. and uh, <laughs> it's neat to see how they've all kind of, they're, they have, they have the signature of your style, but they're, but they're different. And I think that that's so neat. So what was the name that you started off with?
1: So when I started off, it's kind of cringeworthy. I'm a little embarrassed about it. But some people think it's cute. I started off as Moon Daisy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so Moon Daisy, is, you know, those little like daisies, but they look like weeds, kind of like that start sprouting in the spring. Yes. Those are the, what do they call like the oxeye daisies? Um, Another name for them is Moon Daisy and daisy is like my favorite flower so I was like what do I even call myself how do I start so I started off as moon daisy my logo was a little daisy flower Mm -hmm. um just like a simple line drawing and I stamped everything like I do now and um then I started making sterling silver I got into silver smithing um maybe two or three years after um I created moon daisy and I'm trying to think I wanted a name that represented what I was moving towards because I felt like Moon Daisy wasn't the same. So I also spelled Moon Daisy with a Z. Like okay, how, I, I love that. Now, I so. love that. So Days Now is kind of like a throwback to Moon Daisy. Like there's still a little connection to it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something a little more simplified, but still on the mystic, hippie spectrum. So that's how Days kind of evolved.
0: I, yeah so I whenever I went all the way back I'm like, oh sure enough uh, because I want to say it was in like one of your captions from a while back you're like moon Daisy is about to do something like a pop-up or something and I was like, I wonder if that was yeah. her name so I have to ask her. And then I saw that the like you said the the uh, line drawing of the Daisy and sure enough, yeah. I think that's so neat. <laughs> so how did it develop into the eye the the eye symbolism because I feel like it's so it's one of those perfect, uh, symbols that you already know like oh that's Day's Jewelry like immediately
1: I'm so glad people can see the logo and like oh that's her mm-hmm. like they know it mm-hmm. and it's so weird because I never intended I don't know for any of this to happen but I guess I wanted um, I don't know something simple but that still reflected my style and what I was going for and a really big thing that I believe in is Malilho so I'm always like, eye everything. Like, people give me a hole, like, you better touch it and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real superstitious with that. I have eye rings and whatnot, jewelry, eyes around the house. So it was just something that I love that's in my life. And I was like, I think I can incorporate it, make it work. It's perfect.
0: Because I you started putting that on some of your silver pieces, right? The little eye on, I think, like the ring. Just rings, maybe? recently, that is cool I mean that's just taking it makes yourself me feel so legit now that's what I mean I mean it's like on the next level uh <laughs> wow okay so I, I I'm getting ahead of myself I have a habit of doing that so let's start from the very beginning are you from Corpus mm-hmm. did you grow up in Corpus how, how have you always been here
1: Corpus born and raised okay same. Up six up uh, six yeah remember when we were five one two yeah oh I forgot about that. Remember that we were 512.
0: Well, I'm, I'll be 35 this year. I'm probably like much older than you, but I remember when we used to be 512 and now we're 361. Well, not now. It's been a long time, but that always throws me off. So do you feel like the culture down here? Cause not that I've been a ton of places, but South Texas culture is really unique to me. And do you feel as though that has influenced your styling or uh, your aesthetic when it comes to jewelry?
1: I think so. I think um, you're molded by the environment you're raised in. And I haven't been a lot of places either. Um, I've traveled um, to a couple of Southern states. And then just recently last year, I went to Seattle for the first time. That was really nice. Wow. But um, you can, I don't know, I am a homebody and I love where I'm from. So even though I'm on vacation, I'm having a good time. I'm like, things aren't the same. I wouldn't want to live here. So I think where you grow up definitely plays a part in your style.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree 100%. Like, I, uh, yeah, there's definitely just something about growing up in South Texas that just molds who you are, even how you interact with other people. So, have you yeah. al- always been a creative, like, even from a young age?
1: I have. I kind of tried my hand at different things, like drawing. Um, I tried doing like those um, stamps, the lino cuts and wood cuts and stuff like that. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, but it was always, I don't know, I refer to myself as like a jack of all trades, but a master of none (laughs) because I've tried so many things, but nothing ever sticks. I'm like, okay, well, I'll move on to the next thing. But with jewelry, I don't know what made me stick to it, but I absolutely love it. And if you asked me like when I was small, do you? You see yourself becoming a jeweler and a silversmith, I'd be like, no, like why would I even? Like it's so weird. Well, I feel like
0: yeah, not that it's weird, but it's very specific, right? And it's like, how did you yeah. fall into this? Because clearly you were meant to do it. Because I mean, your eye is amazing oh, when you. it comes to the stones <laughs> and the design and everything. I mean I mean, I would almost say like it found you, right? But how how did you end yeah. up you know, deciding, cause you tried a bunch of different things, which I think is another thing I think is really cool is some people will try something and be like, I'm not good at this. And then n- not attempt anything else. Cause they're scared. They're not going to be good. But what, what was your first venture into jewelry making? Like, how did that go?
1: So I have to, I think I owe it all to objects to art. I don't know if you know that local store. For sure. I, I think I was, uh, how old was I? I don't know. I just got out of high school And I started working there and, you know, they have a lot of beads, jewelry making things and also a lot of like cool other stuff. Um, I got into jewelry making because, you know, we um, offered a lot of products for customers that were into wire wrapping, bracelet making, things like that. So I was like, well, I'll dabble in it too since I'm surrounded by it all the time. And I don't know, once I started wire wrapping, bracelet making, things like that, I was like, I like jewelry, but I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And my style, like, I, I don't know if you can see on the video, <laughs> I have like a bunch of rings on. I have like a million silver earrings on right now. Like that is more my style than like the chunky, like big gemstone stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, what if, I don't even know how um, I looked into it. I was like, what if I started silversmithing? You know, when you look on Instagram or Pinterest and then you kind of fall down like a rabbit hole of things. So I was looking up like sterling silver wire wrapping and then something came up for um, soldering and silversmithing. And I was like, hold up, (laughs) yeah, what is this? (laughs) And then the rest is
0: history. (laughs) So you just went for it because you didn't have any prior training, right? In these particular techniques. No, I'm
1: completely self-taught. But I always tell people, you know, that's not like, I'm not super proud of that. Like I am proud I was able to teach myself, but I'm not gonna- turn down like a class if I can take it or an opportunity for someone higher like with higher knowledge to teach me like Mm -hmm. it's such a I don't know how to explain it there are so many things you can do with silversmithing or metalsmithing in general there's so much to learn so it's like you're a forever student there's Mm -hmm. always something new that you can learn
0: I love the sound of that though
1: and I also think
0: that we need to talk a little bit more on the fact that you're self-taught I appreciate that. You're like, no, I, I, I'm i not necessarily proud of that. I mean, there's people who are teaching and know a lot, but I think you need to give yourself some credit. I mean, you turned, Thank you. you turned the ability to learn via, I mean, doing your own research into a business. I mean, that's huge. That's a superpower to me people who can do that I mean that I mean I'm not doing that that. please do because I tell anybody any anybody that can learn a skill and make money doing it that's a superpower for sure so were you not even nervous attempting it or were you like I'm gonna do this this is did it just like kind of resonate with you that this is the way to go
1: honestly I don't even know how it happened looking back on it it's like it's crazy I am where I am today And I was excited to start because once I learned about it, I was like, this is something I want to do. I really want to put myself into it. It wasn't one of those hobbies or things like I picked up just because I thought it was cool. And then I tried it and thought, you know, it's not for me after all. This was something I ended up being passionate about. So um, when I started, I I was scared because silversmithing is kind of scary. And what does that
0: mean exactly? Like, what does it mean to be a silversmith?
1: So you basically form all your pieces either through like soldering, hammering, sawing, um, just working with fire blades. I I picture like this intense stuff.
0: This is gonna be like super nerdy, but I picture like Lord of the Rings, like forging the ring. That's what I picture whenever you say that.
1: Okay. Metal just hammering on it, and I've seen some
0: some pictures and video of that, and that's what I think is so neat. So what was the first piece of silver jewelry that you made?
1: The first piece I made, it was really simple. It wasn't with any gemstones or anything. It was just a little pair of circle studs. So I took um, like a little piece of silver wire, melted it down to form a ball, kind of hammered it to make it flat and then soldered a post to it. So it was like the simplest form. That was basically like the initial lesson in learning like how to solder. You see how long it takes for the metal to melt and how much solder you need to um, kind of form the metal, put the pieces together, things like that. So that was the jumping off point. And then you kind of just figure things out from there. And so at what point were you like, okay, I get
0: the basics. I feel like I can do something a little bit more advanced because now you're hammering out like crescent moons and you're doing those like really beautiful those rings <laughs> with the I mean it's like a hollow circle ring I don't even know what you call them but it's all like hammered silver and oh, everything Oh yeah like
1: the open circle Yes I mean really that's yeah.
0: yeah so I'm I mean your pieces they require skill to put to make them look that you know perfect because they're they're thin pieces of metal so like did you just get these ideas. You're like, you know what? I know how to do this. And now I'm going to see how far I can take it.
1: After a while,
0: you. Ooh, you pause.
1: refer to like your book or like videos and things. And you kind of, you just have that instinct now. Like if I do this, this is how it's going to turn out. Or if I use this technique. And of course you have to um, kind of test things out too. Not everything works out the way you want it to. So it's a, it's a learning process
0: i i'm just blown away so i mean are you like okay i have the soldering equipment i'm just gonna do this in my house or like on my back porch you know like how did you even know how to set it up
1: um i started off with a book and i should have brought it with me i can't remember the title but i think it's um it was called like Kitchen soldering, or something, so basically teaches you like the basics of silver smithing, but you can do it in your home, you can do it in your kitchen. Oh, I wow! You have like the little like. Protective, I know I didn't do that. Like, I went straight to the garage because I, I was living with my parents, and I was like, My mom's gonna beat my ass when yeah. I'm glad if I'm like burning stuff in the kitchen. <laughs> like,
0: no, I love it. It's like, What is she up to? That's fantastic, yeah. but that sounds like the perfect kind of book to start with or perfect kind of resource, right? Because it's not as though you had some Definitely. big warehouse to start doing this kind of stuff,
1: right? I started off very small scale, and I still feel like I am small scale, but um, when I started out. I had this crappy like plywood desk that I put together myself from like Walmart or something It wasn't even like stable (laughs) and I had like a little piece of coal on top and like a little um like one of those little creme brulee burners Mm -hmm. like the kitchen ones and that's how I started and I just had like a couple like wires of sterling silver and now I have like this immense catalog of like material different gauge metals and things that I use like it's insane and the tools too oh my gosh so much but (laughs) I think that's so
0: neat because like you said you just started off kind of okay I'm going to learn how to to silversmith and then you made some simple silver pieces and so when did you decide okay now I want to try to make something a little bit more complex and maybe put some gemstones or something
1: uh that would be probably like a couple days after starting (laughs) i'm the kind of person that like bites off more than she can chew like i'm just gonna dive (laughs) into it like i get the gist of it i'm gonna do it now
0: (laughs) i admire that so much there's no fear
1: (laughs) so i actually still have the first gemstone ring i made and it's this huge like prunite um gemstone and prunite is like this weird almost see-through greenish stone and it has two bands on it and I look at it now and I'm like oh my god this was so shitty (laughs) come on it was terrible (laughs) I look at it just so I can remember the past and how far I've come
0: (laughs) but I'm glad that you do because you have to start somewhere you know
1: Uh... yeah and I don't if people want to try jewelry making silversmithing like they need to realize that like you've got to keep trying it's not going to come out awesome like your first time like you, this is especially silver smithing it's something you need to work at. there's so much that comes with that field that you need to learn and know and it's crazy it, so don't nobody get discouraged if they want to try silver smithing
0: well, thank you for saying that because i think it's easy to <laughs> right because you know they'll see your finished product right and what almost or going on six years of experience, you know, and and people will be like, well, mine definitely doesn't look like that. So I should just throw in the towel. But I love that. In fact, I would like to see a picture of that. It doesn't have to be right now. But I really want to see a picture of the first (laughs) ring you made. Uh, Because I love seeing where you started and now where you are. And then of course, where you're going to end up being. And so when did you think, you know, I'm actually pretty good at this. I want to turn it into a business.
1: I I don't know I think I have to say it was because my boyfriend and my mom they were always very supportive and of course I had a bunch of jewelry just piling up and they're like you know what this is good why don't you try to sell it and I'm a very self-conscious person so I was like no nobody's gonna see this nobody needs to know what I'm doing
0: oh so you weren't even um, putting it out there yet you were just making pieces for yourself
1: when I first started silversmithing, because I was like, these aren't great pieces, and I would be afraid to try to sell them to someone. And then they're like, oh, this is terrible, or fell, broke apart, things like that. Mm-hmm. So at first I wasn't, but then after I kept working at it, and I thought I was getting better, I was like, you know what, maybe I can start taking these to pop-ups. Because I was already doing pop-ups then, but it was just like the wire wrapping and bracelets and things like that.
0: Okay. Oh, okay, so you weren't actually offering any of your silver jewelry yet during these pop-ups wow okay but so you already knew like I definitely want to do jewelry even if you were just sticking with the wire wrapping ones
1: yeah I was already doing um pop-ups making money off that but my goal was to transition over to sterling silver because as much as like I liked making the beaded bracelets and wire wrapping I it wasn't my style like Mm -hmm. I feel like what I'm making now reflects more of who I am Mm -hmm. and what I wear
0: but I love this, even still that you you started off there, right? You got your feet wet doing, like you said, the chunkier bracelet making and jewelry making and that kind of thing, and then decided yeah. to expand your horizon by learning yeah. an entirely different way to make jewelry.
1: Yeah. and if people weren't supporting me when I was making you know that kind of jewelry, I wouldn't have the funds in order to uh, invest in learning silversmithing. So it all started from there.
0: That makes me so happy if there's any, I mean, I love Corpus for so many reasons. And one of those is that we love to support our local people, like lo- whatever it may it's be. It's
1: true. It's yeah. amazing. I, our community is awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean We're just, I mean, I, I think, hmm. I for sure saw you at that pop-up at House of Rock, but then I remember seeing your pieces at Wildflowers and thinking like this is awesome like yes, that these pieces are are here. I was here. so
1: excited. She Terry was the first one to offer me um the opportunity to have my pieces in a store. So I'm forever grateful for that. Like that was awesome.
0: Yeah, that's huge that's huge. That's what I mean. It's like your stuff's amazing. I have a shop. Let me hold up like uh expand <laughs> your client base, right? That is huge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: Oh yeah, that when I saw those I was like okay and uh and then of course you had the Etsy shop. And so when did the Etsy shop become a reality?
1: Honestly, can I tell you the truth? Please, please do. <laughs> so, prob- I opened my Etsy shop in 2014, but I did not start seriously using it until the whole pandemic started. Really? Yes, I Etsy is one thing I mean it's a wonderful platform but editing listings and posting things that is my least favorite part of this Mm -hmm. it is such a pain in the ass Mm -hmm. so I would never put anything in my shop I was like no I'm just gonna wait till pop-ups to sell these items the only way I would sell items is if I had a custom order um, or if someone saw something at a pop-up that they didn't buy and they messaged me, so then I would put it on Etsy for them to purchase. So I, I never you. had the shop like fully functioning.
0: Wow, until okay. Until a couple months ago. <laughs> no, but that's okay. It's so sad. No way! Okay, and honestly, I relate to that so much because, you know, I've had people ask why don't you ha- why doesn't your podcast have its own page and you know all this stuff and I'm like that that's my least favorite part of, of doing this like I just want to I just want to talk to people I don't want to worry about all this other business so I'm I, the
1: same way I'm like I just want to make jewelry I don't want to do like the business end yeah. like, pictures <laughs> in, <laughs> writing descriptions and stuff Ugh.
0: hey but it's working <laughs> for you okay whatever you're doing is definitely working <laughs> for you so what was your first pop-up so I want to know your first pop-up ever selling jewelry and then I want to know what your first pop-up was like when you incorporated the sterling silver.
1: So my first pop-up was probably in 2014. Um, it was during Art Walk. and But it wasn't a part of the park where they usually do it. Um, there is this guy, um, Robert Stoner, who does, or when before the pandemic, he would do the shows at the Ritz during Art Walk. Like, he would, like, schedule a band to play during then. Um, He used to have this spot in front of, I want to say, Mulligans. And he would have a band play, and then maybe, like, one or two people, like, set up selling their crafts and whatnot. And I had asked him, and he was like, yeah, go for it. So that was my first pop-up in 2014 with Art Walk with Robert Stoner and his little... Uh, section of downtown <laughs> that's so
0: cool that's that's before pop-ups became like a big thing here in Corpus which I feel like just happened the past yeah. two or three years
1: I feel like it's taken off like a lot mm-hmm. like, and that's awesome especially uh, yeah. for people who don't have a brick and mortar like this is amazing
0: exactly not to mention the fact that if it weren't for pop-ups so I'm talking like loco for local and then wildflowers market days and then of course art walk um and then like the west markets I wouldn't know about some of you guys you know, because it's, like, really through word of mouth or if somebody shares something that I learn about you guys. Yeah. So, or, of course, seeing y'all at a pop-up. So those are the best things that ever happened here. So when you started realizing, like, hey, my sterling silver's come out, coming out really good and I think I could do pretty well with it at a pop-up, when did you first introduce those pieces? It was, I want to say, maybe mid or late
1: 2015 and it was a pop-up at Coffee Waves, and it wasn't for a specific event, it was just a random pop-up, I think I might have been the only one there that day, and I had just asked them, because I was trying to find, back then it was harder for pop-ups, so I was, like, asking local businesses, like, if I could do a pop-up, you know, since I don't have a brick and mortar, things like that, finally uh, Coffee Waves said yeah, I think that was my first pop-up with them as well, and I had, like, maybe five gemstone rings and then like a stack of like those little, like minimalist, like stacking bands Mm -hmm. and people took to it. So that's why I was like, man, maybe people do like what I'm doing.
0: It's so nice. I mean, just the, the, uh, especially the stones that you pick and that you incorporate into the pieces. In fact, the one, the next piece I want (laughs) is okay. So you accidentally got shipped some tourmaline like little pieces.
1: Yes. Oh my God. I was so mad. Yes. But But, you know, you try to make it into a positive situation, but I had meant to get like these larger, like tourmaline sticks so I could make hoops with them. And from the description, I was like, okay, these measurements are correct. I'm going to order them because they were from like the UK or something. Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find anything in America. So I was like, these are the best fit. This is what I want to do. And then I get the package, I open them, and these are, like, the most minuscule, like, microscopic. They're super small. (laughs) I'm, like, flipping tables, like, what is this?
0: But the pieces that you, or, yeah, the necklaces that you turn those into are just, like, those are, I mean, I've I've gone just, like, window shopping and looked at those a time or two. Like, those are the next (laughs) pieces I'm getting. I love them. And I love that you were able to... Be like, you know what? They're here. They came all the way from, like, across the pond. Like, I might as well do something yeah. with them.
1: So Yeah, and it was kind of like a throwback to, like, the older things I used to make. Like, the little, like, wire wrapping and little beading and stuff. So I was like, it works. I've made stuff like this before, but I'll just make it in sterling silver now.
0: Yeah, it's genius. And so did you ever end up getting the big pieces of tourmaline for the hoops that you want to do?
1: No, I gave up on that.
0: Oh, no. I feel like <laughs> just put it on the back burner because I want to see these hoops. Uh, I probably
1: will, but things right now with COVID, like shipping is crazy. I have not been able to get any new stones, but thank goodness, like I have a pile of rocks that I can work with. But I feel like whenever I buy new stones, like then the creative juices start flowing, even though like I have a hundred pieces of turquoise. I'm like, no, I need this turquoise because I I already imagined the design for it.
0: (laughs) That's what I was going to ask. So do you, when you're in the process of designing do you have, do you kind of like uh, brainstorm first or do you see a piece like a, like a gem or something? And you're like that, I know what I want to make with that. Or how does that work?
1: It depends, but a majority of the time is, it's like when I see the stone, it, it sounds all cheesy, but it, it speaks to me. No way, I get it. <laughs> like I see it and I'm like, I know the perfect design. I know what setting I want to put it in. I know what band it needs to sit on. Like, that's how, that's where I get my inspiration. Like, I just look at the stone. And then sometimes I'll get these ideas randomly. I'm like, what if I did a ring like this? And then it's a little harder because I have to find the stone that goes with that design.
0: Okay. Yeah. I feel like, I see what you're saying. I almost feel like it would be easier to just let the stone speak to you about how they want to be incorporated. (laughs) So, how often are you shopping for stones? Or is it, Like you hit up some, some fairs from time to time and that's it. Or how does that work?
1: I usually have to shop online. We don't have a lot of resources for, um, I use cabochons. And what cabochons are, um, they're cut stones with a flat back. That way I can like set the stone in the metal without it rocking and things like that. We don't have a lot of options for that in Corpus. So sadly I can't keep it local. So I do online shopping. I find, um, uh, lapidary artists and stone cutters and things like that online to buy from i do love though when we have the general mineral show in mm-hmm. robstown like i hit that up and i'm like yes every booth all the stones <laughs> everything i wish we had more of an option because i love buying stones in person because of course you can't convey how it looks in the picture mm-hmm. like perfectly every time so
0: just like with the tourmaline and I so <laughs> When did you develop your first collection? Because the one and I probably didn't go back far enough or I missed it, but a collection that I saw that you did pretty early on was the Awa Dulce
1: collection? That had to have been my first collection, I wanna say. Something that, you know, I had an idea for and it contained multiple pieces because most of the time even now like I do one of a kind pieces because sometimes I'll just get one single stone. And like I said, like the stone speaks to me. So it's like, you can only get that stone in that design in mm-hmm. this size. Mm-hmm. It's one of a kind. Yeah. So oh this gosh. one I had um, for the Agua Dulce collection, I had a set of white water turquoise and once you get into stones, it's so crazy because there's so many different kinds of turquoise. And, like, See, I didn't know that. Get it from.
0: I'm like, turquoise is turquoise. Cause I'm, you know i have no idea
1: it's crazy once you get into it so for that collection i used white water turquoise and that is a specific turquoise from a mine in mexico and it's a very like it's a vibrant blue color and it has little specks of pyrite and pyrite is like fool's, fool's gold. gold yeah yes so you see little specks of like metal in there and of course with the white webbing and this vibrant blue it's beautiful so I was like, I think I'm going to do a collection with these stones, kind of have them all look like each other, but a little different. So I had like two rings, two different necklaces, I think. And what was it? three rings. I think I had three rings and two necklaces. It was a small collection because, of course, I still feel like I'm small scale, but I was small scale back then, too. So I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to make like 15 pieces and nobody buys it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But still, I mean, it's, do you consider
0: yourself a designer? Because you you are one, you know that, right?
1: Hey, don't feel <laughs> like it. Like, I don't want to be like, I feel like I'm a very self-deprecating person. So anything you say, I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Stop. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to put this stuff out there then because I'm like, the thought that goes into this and the fact that you're learning techniques, I mean, that's all character- characteristic of a designer. I mean, to, in my eyes. And so what constitutes a collection is it just like using the same stone is it like an overall theme you know what I mean like how does how does a collection come to be
1: I want to say it's the overall theme because my last collection um, I incorporated a couple of different uh, gemstones but I had um, it was the same thing just different styles and different gemstone options
0: this was the moon days collection right Yes. I love this collection. I mean, <laughs> everybody was freaking out whenever you started sharing images. I mean, of the ring, uh, the all of it, just all of it. And so, what inspired that one? Because, wow, we all needed it. We didn't know we needed it until you put it out there. <laughs>
1: um, how did that happen? I can't remember. Oh, I was just gonna do like a small Etsy update with random one of the pine pieces, and I was thinking of doing like a larger piece because usually some of my stuff is relatively small, like little dainty things you can wear every day. But I do love like chunky, crazy, like bohemian jewelry. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to do something really big and gaudy. So I thought of the uh, larger moon ring. That was just going to be like one item that I put on this small update. And before that, I had made, I don't know if you saw that pearl, tiny moon ring.
0: Yes, I did see that.
1: Part of the Yes, so I had made that a couple months prior, and I only made one, because I have a habit of just, like, one and done. i will never make. Yeah, Yeah, I've made
0: that. Really? Wow. Yeah,
1: that's why I'm saying a lot of my pieces are one of a kind. Like, you're not going to get another one. Like, I don't do mass, like, productions of them unless I have a lot of the same stone.
0: Got it. Okay, I don't think I made that connection until literally right now. Okay, wow. <laughs> that's huge. Uh, yeah,
1: so... I was thinking back, and I was like, well, what if I just start making, like, all these moon pieces? Because you can't go wrong with crescent moons. Like, everyone loves moon-themed stuff. And I was like, I already have this one ring made. I'm in the process of making another one. So I was like, just keep the ball rolling. And then I started thinking all these ideas for, like, earrings and just went off from there.
0: It's just so so beautiful. Yeah, when you when I saw that picture of that Thank ring. Me. I mean, and even the the picture itself. Do you take those pictures? Are you modeling the jewelry? Sadly, yes. I wish I didn't have <laughs> what to. What do you model.
1: mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Your nails it's, always look great. It's- thank you i've been doing my nails at home a lot i tried doing like that dip powder Mm -hmm. at home since i can't go to salons i don't want to go out in public Mm -hmm. and i'm actually getting pretty damn good hey it looks good
0: good to know that that's a thing i might hit you up (laughs) for some uh uh, tips on
1: that yes for sure um yeah but i take it's so hard taking pictures of yourself because i have the camera in one hand and i'm like trying to angle my other hand And of course, like if I want to model earrings or necklaces, I can't take pictures Mm -hmm. of myself Mm because I'm not using uh, a phone. I'm using like an actual DSL camera. Oh, wow. So I can't like focus manually like on myself. hard.
0: The pictures are really good. Like every time I see them, I'm like, man, (laughs) is is that her? Does she have friends modeling them or what? Because the pictures look really good to me, like Insta-worthy for sure.
1: Sometimes my mom models, whenever you see someone with like crazy ass long, beautiful nails, that's my mom.
0: Okay. (laughs) I did notice that. Although, man, she likes to get her nails. If that's her. All right. She likes to get her nails like done, done. That looks awesome. Uh, I love that. And it sounds to me like your mom has been really uh, important in this journey. And so what does she think about the fact that you're out here making amazing pieces and selling them and just doing amazing things?
1: She loves it. I refer to her as mama days because she is so into my business and I'm surprised how supportive she is. And maybe you've seen her at a couple pop-ups. I know some people might, because sometimes yeah. she comes out and helps me and she's just so enthusiastic. Sometimes she's a little too enthusiastic. Oh, that's, <laughs> like that's I'll just be moms.
0: In- that's just moms. I
1: know. Sometimes I'll be working in the studio and right now I still live with her. Um, She'll come out to the garage, and she's, like, in my business, like, ooh, what are you doing? Oh, this is beautiful. Oh, Mira, look at this. Amanda, stop. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like can you get out of my face I'm trying to work I have fire in my hand right
0: now <laughs> I love that I love that so much whenever people's parents are just like their biggest cheerleaders that that thrills me because it's so cute I mean it, just to to see your progeny I'm a mom right so I'm like I feel this
1: with Aww. seeing your progeny
0: like do these kinds of things I mean especially creating pieces that you see people wearing around town like yeah that has to be one of the most rewarding things ever
1: one time I was I think I was at Target and I saw a girl wearing a pair of my earrings and they're like a bigger dangly earrings and I was like I don't know if she recognized me but I recognized those earrings I'm like that's me yeah (laughs) exactly that yeah I'm just like because I like
0: you said I mean you're so your focus really is on just making beautiful pieces right you're not about really much more than that. Cause you were like, I don't really know where yeah. I stand necessarily. Um, you know, where my, where my jewelry stands and then to see it, mm-hmm. I mean, in like a big store, right? Like target, like, yeah. come on, that's, <laughs> that's. Someone wearing my
1: stuff. Yeah. Like, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's when you know, you're legit. So do you remember the first piece of sterling silver jewelry you ever sold? I think one of the first
1: pieces I sold was just, um, a plain silver stacking band it was like super thin that was from um the first pop up at coffee waves when I first brought out my silver I think that was like the first silver piece that I sold man
0: yeah and now I mean and I'm it's just out there living right gaining memories and and everything yeah I, I, that's how I feel about jewelry because it's such an intimate piece to wear and I've even seen that some of your pieces have become engagement rings
1: Yes, that is something that's totally crazy because uh, a lot of the time they'll just buy it and then they tell me after like, hey, I proposed to my girlfriend with this or hey, this is a promised ring that I gave to my girlfriend. And I'm like, what? That's, <laughs> that's major. <amazing. laughs>
0: yeah, that's major. And after I saw that, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? It's more unique and just, you know, whatever. I, I just don't, I love that. And, after, and seeing the pieces that people have turned into engagement rings, it makes perfect yeah. sense. Um, and then because one of your rings was used in that uh, that shoot that Megan Benavidez did and wild veggie bouquet yes. and was it oh, a those Frida so beautiful. Yeah, but that was um, the what ring. That? what What was the shoot called or was like a frida inspired St- or right? Yeah, frida wedding inspired
1: shoot. I i yeah. saying
0: yeah. And the fact that your mm-hmm. ring was one of the focal points in the styling says a lot. I was
1: surprised because I think I had posted that um, pink sapphire ring and then a little bit later Megan contacted me about the shoot and she asked if I would like to supply um, any like wedding rings or engagement looking rings and I was like oh my goodness yes and um, I had some in stock, but I was like I want to fit in with the shoot, so I also made a couple pieces too to go with it like on the spot cuz I was so excited for yes. it. Yes.
0: I mean, talk yeah, about more inspiration.
1: So, yeah, so there's like some opal rings, the sapphire rings and things like that.
0: So, how long does it take you to make a piece like in general? Is it something that takes days or can you knock it out in a couple hours?
1: usually in a couple hours um most pieces take about an hour or more the more intricate ones I think the longest I've spent on a piece is maybe six hours but it's not all at once I can't sit for six hours on one piece I don't know why like I break it up into different like sittings or I'll stop and then start working on something else because I need I don't know I need something refreshing Mm because I'll get frustrated or like down on myself because i'm like why is this taking me so long or what do i need to do differently so it's good like when you step away from something if it's not working out and like start something else
0: (laughs) no i couldn't agree more because just taking that brief break you come back totally refocused i mean seeing it with clearer eyes like you know what i'm saying when you just completely step away from it temporarily uh that, that's an important thing to share because I think a lot of people can be hard on themselves for not getting it right the first time or not being quicker or anything like that. So it's important to get some perspective.
1: So Yeah, and as long as I've been doing this too, like there's still days where like things don't go right or it's like something simple and it's not soldering or just melted and crumbled in my face. And I'm like, what the hell? So you have those days, but you got to remember <laughs> you got to keep going It's natural to
0: Mm -hmm. have mistakes. Mm -hmm. And see, that's something I feel like I would struggle with. How do you troubleshoot that kind of stuff? I mean, is there like a guide, you know, because like you said, it might just like start crumbling or acting a certain kind of way. Is there a way to troubleshoot that? Like what would cause that, you know?
1: Uh, Sometimes it could be, I don't know, just heat on it for too long. There's like a million different things. And sometimes I feel like it's my environment too, because I don't work in air condition so like in the summertime the garage is probably like 110 degrees when it's like 98 outside and I'm working with fire so things will get hot faster so don't it's just I have to gauge it Mm -hmm. and some days I don't know I have those random days where I'm like why did this not solder like I've done this probably like a million times already but just those days yes. i can't explain it sometimes no th- thank you for saying
0: i think we all experience that right something that we feel like is tried and true we know it and then something happens you're all
1: why would that happen? i know i'm like is it me am i in a bad mood and sometimes that happens like if i'm not in the making mindset like i find things are going to be harder i'm going to make more mistakes and then sometimes i'm just suspicious i'm like someone's giving me awful mm-hmm. there's some bad vibes in here
0: mm-hmm. no that's it bust out the sage or the Palo Santo. Yeah, I do. So I have special sage for my studio. Do you really? <laughs> yes, I Good do. <laughs> Good. So you mentioned the making mindset, which I think is a really awesome term. And so how do you get into the making mindset? You know, and, and does it involve the cleansing kind of thing for you to get the space ready?
1: I I think so. Usually when I'm ready to take on big projects, like I try to clean up my studio. Usually I work in like a creative mess where like, I know where everything is, but to someone it just looks like a pile of trash probably. But if I want to start a new project or work on something big, um, I'll clean up a little bit. Sometimes I do a little sage to <laughs> clean up the area. And also it's um, your mood too. Sometimes I've noticed I try to make and I've had a bad day or like I don't feel like making but it's my obligation because I have a custom order or I'm trying to get ready for a pop-up and I find that when that happens like I said I have more mistakes things don't happen like they should but if I'm in a good mood I want to create just to create that's when things like just flow and everything comes out perfectly
0: so do you ever come out of it and you're like, wow, I can't believe I just made that. Like once it's complete, you're like where you don't remember doing it, but you just see the finished product and you're like, wow.
1: Yes. Even if it's something that I've made a couple of times already, like um, the essential pieces or like rings that are like set styles already in the shop, um, the more you do it, the better it's going to come out. So even though I've made this ring like 10 times already, it's like each time I'm like, Wow. I did this. Like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm like, this looks good. I'm proud of myself.
0: Yeah. and Good. I'm so glad you're saying that because you should be. I mean, you are literally creating stuff. Something that just started off as separate pieces that didn't amount to too much. You turn into a a cohesive whole, right? And something that's really (laughs) beautiful and that people are wearing regularly. Um, So I'm going to ask you this question. (laughs) because i've been trying i'm lazy that's why i'm asking you let's be honest i'm lazy so your rings aren't a one size fits all you need to know your ring size
1: yes these aren't adjustable with sterling or i don't know if they're sterling silver adjustable rings but these are set stones that are soldered onto the band so there's no like leeway there's no room
0: yeah you better know (laughs) your ring size is there a Mm -hmm. a quick way to find out your ring size
1: so there's a few different sources. You can either buy um, a ring size kind of looks like janitor keys. Like there's a bunch of different circles and each one has like the ring size on it. Just try them on until so you find one that fits. Uh, but you have to buy that. You have to go buy strip. that, right? Yes. Okay. You can buy them online. There's also um, an inexpensive like little strip of plastic that has the ring size on it and you pull it until it fits your finger. I was actually thinking of buying those to like add to the Etsy shop just in case because they're still probably like one or two dollars and if people really want a ring I'm like oh well you can size it. That's not a bad idea actually. Yeah so I was thinking about doing that. Um, Also if you don't want to buy anything you can measure your finger either with like a strip of paper or a string and then take those measurements and I think there's websites that will convert the measurement into a ring size for you.
0: That's probably the thing I would choose um, because I'm the laziest method possible to figure out my ring size. So that's the only thing that's been holding me back from getting one of your rings because I'm obsessed with them and I see people wearing them. I saw uh, Amanda with fat knits wearing them, actually one of yours whenever I interviewed her. And uh, I couldn't stop looking. Yeah, it was super nice. And so something (laughs) so fun fact, guys, this is the edited version, because I had technical difficulties. So we actually had conversation (laughs) that didn't make it here yet. But you were saying that your ring size runs small, and that that's part of the reason that you decided to go into jewelry making
1: yeah whenever i i forgot to mention that earlier is i guess that being that's one of my inspirations whenever i would try to buy rings like legit rings not like costume jewelry but like rings at craft shows and uh the trade center i love getting jewelry at the trade center.
0: me too especially (laughs) as an adult i've come to appreciate it
1: oh my goodness um they would always have huge ring sizes like everything was seven and up and i'm like the biggest size is like a six and a half for me so nothing would ever fit so I was like I'm gonna make rings that will fit me and of course there's a bunch of people like with different ring sizes so I kind of wanted to accommodate everyone
0: yeah I love that you do that because I think I've even seen I think that you would have a nine I feel like you've you've had a you've made a, a nine ring size before I feel like I've seen
1: Yeah, I can make big, bigger sizes, but um, I usually reserve that for custom orders because that's a little less common. But usually nine is um, the biggest I'll go in already made pieces. Mm -hmm.
0: And so uh, something else that I mentioned earlier, but is really important that I want to (laughs) highlight is that you have always gone with what felt right to you. So, you know, whenever you decided, like, while I like making the beaded jewelry, my style's a little bit more like this. So you changed it. Just like you changed the name. And just like you got into it because you're like, you know what, I want pieces that fit me that I like. So I'm, screw it. I'm just going to make my own pieces. Like, that's huge Yeah. Like, it sounds, I
1: feel like it sounds so selfish, but I guess that's how gays came to be. Cause I was like, I want stuff that I would wear. That's my style. That's going to fit me. And I hope y'all like it too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And, and it, that's exactly how it works. I think, I think that's the, the secret is to do what you love and make pieces that you love because ultimately people are going to, it's just going to fall in line. People are just going to naturally gravitate toward that kind of thing. So do you ever make mm-hmm. pieces for yourself now? Cause I know you're so busy with, custom orders and just like the like you said the shop staples do you ever get a chance to just create for yourself
1: i rarely do that and i wish i did it more but um usually i'll do it for my birthday <laughs> nice. when's your birthday um, like, I'm get- january 5th
0: okay yeah so
1: this past yes oh i love zodiac signs and i feel like i relate to capricorn so much mm-hmm. of course there's your Sun rising and whatnot. But yeah, your moon. it's pretty on point mm-hmm. with Capricorn. But <laughs> um this, <laughs> this past January, I made myself a white buffalo turquoise ring. I had made one a long time ago and I never made another one. White buffalo turquoise is pretty hard to come by, especially like um good quality pieces that I would want to make with. And um I held on to this stone for like three years because I was like, one day I'm gonna make myself something with this. <laughs> so I don't know if that tells you like how bad I am with making stuff for myself. Like <laughs> I set stones aside, but I just won't make anything because I'm so busy making customs and things for the shop. So,
0: so what? It, so did you? I mean, like you said, you had it for three years. So what was it that finally made you? decide okay I'm ready I know what I'm gonna do with this and it's gonna be for me
1: when I finally get in the mood to treat myself Mm -hmm. because you have to be (laughs) in the mood right yeah and I was like man I've been making all these pieces and I really want a piece for myself because I think before that the last thing I made for myself was maybe like three years prior like okay. when I first started silversmithing. Wow. And I made this, um, tourmaladed quartz ring and it was like a little teardrop side, um, teardrop shape and it had two bands. I think I made that in like 2015 or 2016 for my birthday. And I didn't make anything else for myself. So I was like, I'm going to treat myself with a fancy white buffalo turquoise ring. I'm actually wearing it right now. Yes, I want to like, see my it. Go-to. I, don't, I uh, don't know if you can see.
0: Yes, I can. <laughs> it's blurry. Wow. Uh, And what an amazing piece to make for yourself, you know? And I think it's a great way for you to to be like, this is how far I've come. You know, I'm treating myself also. That's huge. Uh, And so for people who want to make a custom order, how do they go about it?
1: It's pretty simple. Usually they'll just come to me. um, Sometimes they'll pick a piece that I've already made and they're like, can you make this in my size or can you do this style with a different gemstone? Or they'll come to me with something like they totally something totally different that they have in mind. Like I'm thinking of this with this kind of band. And even crazier, I get people that are like, I like your stuff, just go with it. Make me something. Really? (laughs) Yes, but I usually draw it out. Mm -hmm. Even though like I'm a terrible artist and I can't draw jewelry. I'm like, I hope you get the gist of it, but this is how it would turn out if this is what you want. So there's different styles and gemstones they can pick as long as they come to me with like some kind of idea even if it's just like I want a garnet ring and okay. I'm like, okay okay let me give you all these options it's wow. super simple
0: so do you like it when people give you that much free reign in a custom piece
1: it makes me nervous yeah <laughs> because there's so many different things I can do with the piece and I don't know if that's what they had in mind so I'm always nervous like I'm going to finish this piece and they're like I was thinking something different. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if they're giving you the creative liberties, you know, it's like, (laughs) this is what this is it. But I like that you you give them like a a draft right before you actually go about fashioning it. That just sounds so Mm -hmm. fun, though. And I mean, I'm sure your imagination just runs wild. And so we can find your pieces under Day's Jewelry on Etsy. And we can also follow you on Instagram at Days Jewelry. Correct. Is there a Facebook page?
1: I have a Facebook page, but I've kind of abandoned that. Mm -hmm. Compared to my Instagram, like Facebook, I get like no activity Mm -hmm. for some reason. I don't know why Instagram just works better for me. So usually I'll post on Facebook every once in a while. Hey, follow me on my Instagram because it's popping over here. (laughs)
0: It it absolutely is. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of Facebook anything I think Instagram's definitely where it's at
1: I'm not either even on my personal like I haven't been on Facebook in like almost a year probably mm-hmm. that's like my least favorite social media
0: absolutely and so I wanted to touch on that real quick so you actually aren't on social media all that much I mean I, I know you are for for the business and everything <laughs> but you don't live there and I admire no. that a lot about you and so tell me why you prefer to kind of be more present and working on your pieces than being on social media
1: um, a, couple, a couple of different reasons. I feel like whenever I do get sucked into Instagram, I'm less productive and it keeps drawing me back. Like I'll put my phone down and I'll try to work on a piece or concentrate on something else. And I'm like, well, let me check Instagram again real quick, see if anything's changed, even though probably nothing has. So it affects my um, productivity. I'm very easily distracted Mm -hmm. because I feel like I am a workaholic, but I have to push myself. Capricorn, Capricorn. (laughs) Yes. I procrastinate, but I'm also a workaholic. (laughs) So, um, And on the um, mental health level too, because there's a lot of things that you see, like things going on in the world or even like, I don't know, it's so easy for you to get down on things that are happening or, you can compare yourself to other people around you absolutely yes yeah so i find that i'm present enough for my business but i don't want to be constantly on there Mm -hmm. and i i'm always paranoid i feel like what if other locals um think i'm not liking their Things or because I'm ignoring them and stuff, but I'm like, I'm not on Instagram. I still love your stuff. Yes. But I'm not on. Yes. And, and isn't the that the algorithm is too? Yeah. Is like I don't
0: see things. For sure. Uh, yeah. Some people will share stuff. I'm like, when has that ever been posted? I follow that person. I've never seen that. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it's interesting because I felt the same way. Like if I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take a, I don't know, a day or two off from social media. Right? I'm just not feeling good right now. I just don't want to. And then you're like, oh mm-hmm. snap! What if this? What if this person's like, oh, she didn't like my stuff i think the same thing and isn't that i like that there's like this pressure on we we're we're putting the pressure on ourselves right but it's interesting to me that it we feel that way uh so it's good to step away and i really admire that you do because you'll put that you'll be like hey i haven't really been around because i've been working or or doing whatever and i think that's Mm -hmm. amazing because yeah we all know how social media can affect us if we let it take over so that's huge
1: yeah and I wanted to bring up on social media too on that point um, with businesses and stuff, or I don't know, artists, creators in general. I feel like it's easy to get um, caught up in like the likes and the reposts and things like that, and they kind of look for validation in that. Mm-hmm. So I was like that for a while too, and I was like, I'm not getting likes. What if people don't like my stuff? So a while ago, I just started um, posting. And then I'll just put my phone down. I'm like, I'm not
0: seeing who's liking it. I don't, I'm not going to (laughs) look. So it's important because, yeah, you're absolutely right. Even the the most level headed, you know, people can get caught up in this, you know, people who know that it's not about a like, I mean, a like's not paying the bills, you know, kind of thing, um, can still be affected by it. So you are not alone in that at all. And th- and thank you for saying that. And and again, you took action, you know, you're like, how can I make this better for me? And what I, I think that's amazing that you're putting yourself first in that kind of way when it comes to business choices. And when it comes to promoting your business choices, I mean, you know, like you're like, I don't, I don't love to get on Etsy and do this stuff. So I, I don't, I mean, yeah. you did, you did now. <laughs> And, and I'm glad you did, because like I said, I, <laughs> when I window shop, you're know, one of the places I window shop. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that. So what's next for Day's Jewelry? Because I know things are kind of weird right now in terms of being able to do events. So what's going on? Yeah,
1: Um just working on my Etsy. I do miss events, though. But who knows when things are going to even be semi back to normal. So just working on my Etsy, creating new pieces. Um, I just released um, my gold pieces now. so I saw that. that. opens, Yeah, that opens up like a whole new, I don't know, opportunity for a different crowd. Because I had a lot of people the past couple years, they would come up to me and like pop-ups and they're like, oh, can you make this in gold or do you have any gold pieces? And I wasn't working with gold at the time, but I was like, maybe sometime in the future. And now that's like a whole nother realm. <laughs> so working on gold pieces... Um, I am going to be doing a giveaway soon. I haven't mentioned it on Instagram or anything, but in order to celebrate the gold release, I'll be doing a giveaway. I don't know when because I never have anything planned. I just go with the flow whenever I have time. I love it. And I love
0: that you're working with gold. I mean, you're just constantly expanding your horizons, constantly learning um, and being calm about it. You know, you're not being, you know, uh, you're not what is what's the word you're not taking it too too seriously like you're still having fun you know it's not something you feel pressured to do like the giveaway like you said
1: and uh because that takes the joy out of creating if you feel pressured and i don't know everything like i i think the main message i want to say is to if you're a creator maker joy maker artist anything uh do it because it makes you happy do what you want to do. Don't do it for the likes or do it for the money, things like that. Do it for the uh, praise. Do it because you like creating. So that's, especially the past year, that's what I have to keep telling myself.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, because some if you're in it for the validation and the reinforcement, then you're never going to be satisfied, ever. Exactly. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that, Amanda. Uh, I am just in awe of your work. I'm in awe of your talents. Um, I appreciate your being here with me tonight. I appreciate you putting up with my technical difficulties. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, so thank you for being such a gracious guest and I just can't wait to see what you do next.
1: Thank you for having me. Like I said, I'm so honored to be considered a leading lady and I had fun. It's so weird talking about myself because I never do, but it was nice. <laughs> to yeah, <do> this.
0: <laughs> you did great. I love it when you guys have the opportunity to reflect on how far you've come and all your successes and what you've learned. That's huge. And people are benefiting from this. Trust me on that. <laughs> people love to hear what you have to say and what you've been through. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much.